Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Did you know Cisco helps managed service providers directly? Know about the Cisco Partner Program? Focused on helping partners combine managed services expertise and service creation with innovative Cisco technology and proven go-to-market resources. There's a program option for you. With provider pricing, MDF, and marketing resources coupled with Cisco's leading technologies, including Meraki, Duo, and Umbrella. Learn more with the link right in the show notes. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Jennifer Bleen, who has released a new book on simplifying uh, cybersecurity sales for SM- MSPs. Um, so just so you know, before we, we give her the formal introduction, uh, Jennifer uh, has been uh, an author and a business owner and an entrepreneur for quite a while. And so she now helps uh, companies bring the their marketplace. I'm going to start over. Jennifer has been an, an entrepreneur and an MSP for quite a while. And God damn it. I don't know why I'm having trouble today. Sorry about that. I know anytime I'm doing these, if I can get through that intro, we're golden. So don't worry. <laughs> this is always the hard part for me too. Well, I'm trying to read it, but it's it's it it doesn't flow because I don't want to talk about the the kids and all that. I'll let you talk yeah, yeah. about that. Uh, all right. So let me just completely start over. All good. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Jennifer Bleem, who is the author of a brand new book called Simplified Cybersecurity Sales for MSPs. Uh, Jennifer is a mentor for MSPs looking to dominate their marketplace and build the company of their dreams. Her drive and expertise has led her to grow several multi-million dollar companies and divisions in under two years each. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. So let's start with your background. Why don't you give us the the fuller introduction that I didn't give? Yeah, for sure. So um, my husband has his own managed service company. We are right outside of Washington, D.C. And uh, while I was busy raising the kids and being a full-time mom, um, the the craziness of business meant that he needed help with sales and marketing because as probably every listener knows, um, running a managed services company is not easy, juggling a lot of hats. And so he turned to me because I had some deep expertise in sales and marketing from my years selling health insurance and life insurance and disability. And so I was able to take care of my kids most of the time, but then help him with sales and marketing. Um, That was a lot of fun for me, learning how to market an intangible uh, was something I had some experience with, but not to to the extent of managed services. So a lot of fun, definitely challenging. And then um, a couple of vendors saw what I was doing for him and for his company, and they wooed me over to the dark side. And so about (laughs) five or six years ago, I jumped over to the vendor side and um, my my second uh, employment as uh, with a vendor was with a cybersecurity vendor. And so we sold an endpoint detection and response solution with a managed SOC included 
And that was really my first foray into cybersecurity, but it was also one of the first chances that I got to teach MSPs sales. And that's, I up till then I had done a lot of instruction on marketing, uh, but sales is my baby. I love sales. And so um, grew that company quickly. We got acquired by Continuum, which is now ConnectWise. Um, and so I was able to exit that organization and start my own company. So that that's kind of the last, I don't know, 15 years and three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's what I was looking for, the, the, the whole story. Um, so, you know, it's interesting because there's two things, cybersecurity and sales. And I let's start with sales. MSPs love to tell themselves that they're not good at sales. And yet, if you ask the average very small MSP, they have a thousand endpoints. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes. come from nowhere. So. Right. You know, don't tell me you're bad at sales. You've got three employees and you're, you know, you're, you're all working full time and bringing home enough money to pay for it. So, you know, uh, why do you think that, that there's that resistance to accepting, I know how to do sales? I, I think you you hit it on the head almost. It's it's the internal resistance. There is a lot of misunderstanding of what sales is. Like it's this icky, slimy. Um, I don't. I, you know, we most of us don't like used car salespeople. We don't love door to door sales. And so there is a resistance to labeling oneself as a good salesperson. And so by saying I'm not good at sales, a lot of times what they're saying is I'm not slimy. I'm not unethical. <laughs> I love my clients. I love my prospects. I would do nothing to harm them. And I think what we're really seeing is that there are unethical salespeople out there. And what they're saying is, I'm not good at being an unethical salesperson, which, which are my people. That's right, what I exactly. love. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not good at being an unethical salesperson. Yes. Uh, so, so then the cybersecurity thing, which it's interesting because as you were talking, I was like, wow, she's really got the lingo, right? And that's a huge piece of it is to understand, you know, what is it that we're selling? Because clients, I always I always give the example of insurance. I, I don't actually understand insurance. I kind of get the big picture, but I can't, when I read that three-quarter inch thick document, I have no idea what it's saying or what I'm buying. And our clients are kind of the same way. They're buying cybersecurity something but they're never going to understand it. So no, they they don't understand what cybersecurity is or why they need it. And so you know, I don't I don't want to park too long on the whole no like and trust thing, but it's super important inside of a cybersecurity sale because if they don't understand it and they don't understand why they need it and they don't feel like they're at risk, almost the only reason they would buy from you is because they trust you. Like, okay, Carl, I'll buy from you. I don't know what it is I'm buying, but I know you're not unethical. I know you would never steer me wrong. So let me stroke a check. Um, <laughs> that's that's a poor way to walk into a, a sales conversation. I mean, it's a great way in, in that, okay, great. You've got a good relationship. You've got good rapport and you're not slimy, but that is not the recipe for great sales. Right. Well, it seems to me in the cybersecurity thing, there's so many different variables to look at. So one is historically security has been sold with fear. Mm -hmm. right? And even though everybody says that they don't want to sell that way, they end up with, here's a line of statistics of what's going to happen to your business if your data gets lost and you know most businesses go out of business within blah, 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 blah. Right? So fear is a big piece. But today you're in an environment where clients really don't understand what's going on. I mean, 
some of us don't understand what's going on with the Russians and ransomware and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, new terms like exfiltration. Uh, and so people are saying, God, I don't even want to sell this stuff. Right. And, and yet you have to, and how do you, how do you convince a client? I know you can't understand anything I'm saying, but you have to give me your money. <laughs> it's interesting because at its core, selling cybersecurity is risk mitigation. Um, it's not promising that you'll never get breached. It's not promising bulletproof security. It is promising we are going to mitigate your risk. We are going to reduce your risk. And if, if you think about it from the insurance standpoint, it, it, insurance is risk mitigation. Cybersecurity is risk mitigation. I mean, really selling alarm systems to some extent is risk mitigation. And so the two variables that you have to prove, like almost look at it like a, an argument. If you're going to court, you've got two arguments you need to prove. The first argument is that an incident, if if you do nothing, if you continue to do business as usual, maybe you're being underserved by your existing provider, um, or perhaps you just haven't adopted our solution if you're you're using us as, as your managed service provider, it is likely to happen. An incident is likely to happen. And that's the first argument you need to make is that because of the growing threats, if we do nothing, something bad is going to happen. Um, and so you have to prove that argument to them. Um, is that using fear, uncertainty, and doubt? Perhaps, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And so, so that, that's the first argument is, is it is likely to happen to you if we change nothing. And then the second argument you need to make is that if an incident does happen to you, it is highly impactful. It will be highly impactful. It will affect your ability to do business track changes, bill your clients, call your patients and, and uh, order prescriptions, whatever all of the business implications are. And when you can prove both of those two arguments, they, they blend together almost like a beautiful Venn diagram. And where you want to be is right in the middle in that sweet spot where you have proven both arguments. And when you've proven those two arguments, you get rid of 95% of the objections because your prospects won't say to you, oh, it will never happen to me if you have just proven that it is highly likely to happen to them. And they won't be able to say, well, if it happened to me, I'd, I'd be okay. I would just bounce back. I, you know, I'm a small business, whatever. Like all of those objections go away when you show how impactful and highly impactful it could be on them as a business. And so prove those two arguments and you are largely at the point where you've made the sale. Right. Well, and, you know, the, the, the issues around cybersecurity are often around training, you know, like I can, I can keep the robots out. I can keep the scripts out. I can, you know, make sure the website is secure and the databases are secure. But if you choose to click on an email (laughs) or you choose to be subject to a phishing attack and go to your bank and initiate a transfer, I can't stop that. You know, and so education seems like a huge piece of it because when you educate them on what they should be doing, you can't really do that education without having the bigger picture of we live in a big, scary world where, you know, you have the the national budget of a foreign nation coming after you. (laughs) 
you're going to lose. (laughs) A hundred percent. And it's so interesting as you talk about employee education or user education, um, Gino Wickman talks about, I can't remember if it's in traction or EOS, but inside of one of his books, he talks about the need to tell your team something six or seven times before they actually hear you. Um, And so I know you're a big believer in SOPs and checklists and documentation that sometimes does the, the, um, the job of reminding your team to follow the instructions and do things right. step by step. But with your users, that same number, six or seven times, you have to remind them frequently and often and repetitively and probably more than you would like to, because us humans forget, we get busy. We, we are like, we click stupid things that we shouldn't click. Like we've all probably been there where, you know, we're walking, maybe we're walking down the street. Like I, I was at an event, um, an industry event, and I was walking to dinner and I got an email in my personal email that said, um, someone used your PayPal account to purchase um, $400 worth of something for Fortnite. And my mind immediately went to that son of mine, I am going to strangle him. And then I realized, wait a second, my PayPal account isn't tied to this email address. And yes, my son plays Fortnite along with a whole lot of other people. This is not a legit email, but they almost got me. That's right? how because they get you. I mean, it's they, literally they, social engineering. Yes, 100%. And, and I'm walking down a path and I'm not really paying attention. And so my finger was poised to click that link on my phone and I didn't, but a user probably would have because it was good enough to, to trick you because the, the, mis, the days of misspellings and, and gross, um, you know, you have a rich uncle in, in, you know, Timbuktu, those days are gone. These are organizations, these are companies with the backing of their government quite often, and they're good. I mean, you want to talk about split testing, they're split testing. These are marketing. It's unbelievable yeah. what their budgets are. And, you know, they, some of them, have discount codes like, hey, you know, with ransomware, you're going to get stuck again. And, you know, if you want to pay less next time. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, the people who are selling the ransomware attacks have guarantees, like we guarantee it'll work or your money back. I mean, it's, it is a business. And so I'm, I'm chuckling because it, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, it wasn't that sophisticated. And that's really what we need to communicate to the end users is that this, this vision of the, the you know 17-year-old kid in the mom's garage with the black hoodie, that's not who you're up against. You are up against nation states and, and actors who are backed by their government, who want to get into your country. They want any, any backdoor, anything they can do to get in, and they're very good at what they do. Yes. So um, uh, one more question before we go to the book itself. So I was talking to somebody the other day who's newish uh, to IT services and trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to be an MSP and so forth and so on. And uh, he came from a related industry and is sort of morphing into this. And he literally asked the question, is it worth my while? Do I have to sell cybersecurity? And I said, well, you individually can make any choice you want, but the problem is there are not enough super secure uh, security professionals to provide IT services to all the people in the world, let alone the people in the United States. So MSPs have to be selling this. They have to be providing these services. 
Um, otherwise, we will have millions of businesses with no security. Um, so what do you think about that? Like, does everybody have to sell <laughs> security? You know, I would love for everybody to be selling some type of legitimately solid security solution. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Um, we have too many people in the industry that believe if they run down to Best Buy and buy antivirus off the shelf and they put in a blue router, that that is cybersecurity. Um, that is not cybersecurity. So should they be selling it? Absolutely. Are they doing their clients and prospects a disservice if they are not? 100%. And, and to me, it it's you mentioned, you know, the global economy and protecting these small and mid-sized businesses. Totally agree with that. Absolutely. Everybody needs this. But there is also, if, if we just do it like an internal SWOT analysis, um, these things that are opportunities, if we don't chase the cybersecurity opportunity, it becomes a threat to us. And so for every client that doesn't have your preferred EDR solution or your preferred backup vendor or your preferred incident response plan or if you if you offer virtual CISO services like if you're offering those things and you have a client that is not adopting your solution that is a risk to them but perhaps more importantly it's a risk to your business and so yes those are revenue opportunities but they are risk mitigation strategies for you as an MSP as well and um the book came out March 4th, so uh, last week, which is awesome. And uh, so I don't have it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I haven't flipped through it, to be honest yes. with you. So why don't you give us an overview? First of all, where do they get the book? And, and, uh, and we'll start with that. Yeah, 100%. So it's on Amazon. Um, it's got a very long name. So the easiest way to get it is to go to my website, mspsalesrevolution.com slash book. And there will be a link right there to take you directly to Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. Um, if you want to go there directly, it is Simplified Cybersecurity Sales for MSPs. And uh, about the book is this was written the way that I wish all books were written, which is... Um, cut out the fluff. Give me what I need to know. Um, I'm, I'm smart enough to fill in a few gaps here and there, but I don't have 73 hours to read a book. I, that's, that's, that's a poor <laughs> mindset. I don't choose to make 73 hours to read a book. And so this book is designed to be read in about 90 minutes, maybe 60 if you're a speed reader. Um, so grab it take it on your next airplane flight if you're flying and, and read it. So, so it's short. Um, it takes all of my best principles and teaches them to you. It's very much a DIY manual, all about how to have those cybersecurity conversations and how to close the sale. All right. So let's dig in just a bit. And by the way, we'll put the links down below so people can find your website very easily. Um, so it, when you say your tips, are these your tips on cybersecurity or your tips on sales or both? I do not go into a lot about cybersecurity. I, I, there are several other books on how to build your stack and what is cybersecurity. I touch on it very briefly, uh, but really this is a sales book. This is not a, why do we need to be selling cybersecurity? In fact, I'm assuming that if people are picking up this book, they are already, they already know that they should be selling cybersecurity or they already are selling it um, and that they have gotten advice elsewhere about building a, a solid foundation, what should be in that stack. There are trainings. I have trainings. I'll give trainings away for free. There's books on that. But this is, okay, you have a great 
solution. How do you get it in the hands of as many people as possible? Uh, what it is not is I have a really lousy solution. Jennifer, will you help me feel better about it? The answer is no, I won't do that. That goes back to the slimy sales. I was, I was just going to say, that sounds like a used car salesman. That we've exactly. About. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't. I've had, um, I had two clients come to me and ask me for help and they are no longer my clients because they wanted me to help them get really confident about selling uh, garbage. And I won't do that. That's not the way that I run my business. So. so so, you do talk about various stages of the sales process and so forth. Where do you think MSPs uh, sort of grab onto first? Like, this is what I really need to know. I, I have to get better at this piece. It's, it's interesting. Most people come to me and they say, I'm having trouble closing the sale. Uh, and it, I actually have a whole chapter on closing the sale because if, if you look at uh, search strings and you look at keyword research, so many MSPs are saying, how do I close the sale? How do I get better at closing the sale? How do I increase my close percentage? And I would argue that that's the wrong question. That would be like um, a football, an American football team saying, you know, how do we score more touchdowns? Well, the way you score more touchdowns is you create a valid playbook and then you follow those plays like the yes the touchdown is important that's how we keep score that's the metric that we that we need on the scoreboard but really scoring a touchdown is is a a result of following a process and so if you're saying i'm not getting enough touchdowns or i'm not scoring you know i'm not closing enough sales that means there's something wrong with your sales process. And so most MSPs start with that end, which of course is what we all want. We wanna close the sale, you want more MRR, but where the problem is, is, is further up the chain of command. It's, it's the process itself that is, that is, I was gonna say broken, but broken probably isn't the right word. It usually just needs some slight tweaking. So you don't uh, then I assume you do not go into the Franklin close and the trial close and, and explaining all of those different things that are very, I don't know, salesy. <laughs> they are salesy. And it, it's so interesting, the, the closing technique, if you want to call it that, but that I use the most often um, and that I teach the most often is simply, you know, we, we've talked about this and we, we've determined that your level of risk is more than you're willing to absorb. And we've agreed that this is urgent enough that we need to do something about it now. Can we talk about the numbers or can I show you how we work or would it make sense to talk about how we could engage? And literally, yes, that is a closing question, but you know, th this concept of, oh, we, we skip merrily through the whole sales call and then something magical happens in this three minutes that we call the close. I, like I, we're, we don't live in a Harry Potter movie. Like I can't give you some kind of spell that you can trip through the sales process unmerrily and get to the very end. And because I give you the right words to say, someone's going to say, "Oh, I, I get it. Let's let's do business together." The close is really a culmination of the whole process and the whole relationship that you've built during that sales call. So you know, it's it's funny because I always think of when I read formal sales techniques, that it's almost like you're they're, they're designed for people who don't want to buy something and you're trying to convince them that they mm. need to buy something. That's a very good point. You yeah, know, I, and I, it's I much totally better to be in a position where somebody has called you in and said, I need to do something about cybersecurity. What do you offer? In which yes. case, 
throw all that other stuff out the door because of this whole thing, this idea that you list all their objections and when you've answered every one of them, they don't have any choice left except to buy. That's that's never been true, but oh my God, it's so not true when it comes to cybersecurity yes. or any technology. Yes. And I mean, it, it really, what I always encourage my clients to do is to, when you're in a buying situation, so like we just had to buy a new front door because a, a rock got kicked through our old front door. And so the, I could write, I literally could write a book on the process of buying a front door and what all of the companies did wrong. Uh, I mean, you know, even just so basic as they wanted to meet with just me, me and the decision maker. So me and my husband, so good job that you, they get, they get a thumbs up for that. That's like the one thing they did right. And then they walked in, in the evening when the kids had homework and like, literally I said, well, we, that's during our dinner time. Oh, no problem. We'll just start during dinner. Well, who starts a pitch <laughs> while the prospect is eating dinner? And I'm like, okay, well, if that's the way you work, I guess that's okay. I'll clean up dinner while you're, well, what should have tipped me off that, that something was afoot was when the salesperson made the second trip out to the car with samples. And then the third trip out to the car with samples. And like my whole kitchen was filled with samples. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like my husband and I are both business owners. We know what we want. I can, I can show it to you. I have pictures, like four different pictures. They're all pretty much the same. I just need a price. I'm ready to write you a check tonight. Two hours later, we're still having a conversation. And I'm like, could I please just give you money? Right. So <laughs> it, it's the same thing. Like I, I was a buyer and they almost lost, I think they actually did lost, lose the sale. We ended up going to a retail place and just saying, hey, can we buy a can we buy a door without talking to a salesperson, please? Well, the number of lessons you can get about what not to do in a sales situation when you're the buyer, if you just open up that part of your brain and pay attention to how you feel good and bad when you're a buyer, it's tremendously helpful. So, so yes, absolutely. When you're, when your clients come to you and they say, you know, I need something, can you please help me? Yes. Go into sales mode, have that conversation, be a real person. Um, don't go into robot mode. Don't, don't pull your, I don't want to quote any older sales people, but don't, don't pull your books off the shelf and like, thumb through frantically for the right script, just have a conversation. <laughs> so um, how do you, so clearly you have to have a stack, right? You mentioned earlier, you've got your stack and you got a few variables here and there, but how do you go into a sales situation without selling your stack? You know, I mean, because you clearly, you need to make sure you're answering their objections because people will buy security for seven different reasons or whatever, you know? Yes. And so how do you know, how do you know how to talk to somebody when you don't know how to sell them your stack? You know what I mean? It's, it's so it's interesting. I, I mean, the, the uh, traditional way would be, okay, uncover enough pain. And then, you know, you can ride in, you know, with, on the white knight with like the white knight on a horse and, and solve all their problems. And, and I think this, this concept of finding enough pain, is is maybe a little uh, maybe a little antiquated maybe not appropriate for cybersecurity um yes you need to do discovery which is when finding the pain typically happens but discovery has is too often looked at as I am the salesperson and my job is to discover enough reasons that they need to buy from me 
that's actually completely the opposite of what discovery should be. Uh, and I'm going to draw an analogy to marketing, uh, because once you see how this plays out with marketing, it, this will probably be a review for almost everybody who's listening. Then you'll see what's broken in, in part of your sales process. We all know marketing is always about the prospect. What's in it for me for the prospect? It's not about I do this, we do that, we're good at this. It's about you the prospect, you need this, you need to purchase this. Are you concerned about this? That's what marketing does. That's sales as well. So the discovery process is helping the prospect discover that they are underserved, that the prospect is underprotected, that the prospect has some risk and has a tremendous possibility that their business could be impacted if they don't do anything about that. Now, we know that going in, all of the MSPs and MSSPs, we know intuitively that they're at risk and that their business could go under and that 60% of businesses that have a ransomware, blah, 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 right? Like we know all of that intuitively, but when we shortcut the discovery process, because we think it's about us and it's not, that's when we fall into problems because we're like, we don't need to ask about the server. We know it doesn't have antivirus. We don't need to ask about the, the backup. We know it probably doesn't have backup. If it does, it hasn't been tested. And so we shortcut the discovery process because we're looking at ourselves. We think discovery is for us. And when we get enough big red X's in, in, the, in the, they don't have this column, now I can pitch them. And that's not what it's about. Discovery is about helping them realize, wake up, discover that they need what you have and that if they don't have it, there's a problem. There is going to be a problem in their business. That's what discovery is. And so if, right. if you're, yeah, go ahead. So um, we just have a couple of minutes left, but I, I wanted to ask, so with, with the discovery, do you think that uh, an audit of some kind, uh, and that nobody likes the term audit, but you know what I mean, a security audit, is that a good thing to, to sell as a precursor to a, a larger engagement? I, I do recommend that you either sell or give away as part of your sales process an audit or an assessment, uh, because that proves that first argument, which is this is likely to happen. You have gaps, you have problems happening inside of your network that you're not aware of. So it is an extension of your discovery process. It also gives you an introduction to the client and the client sees how you work, how your people talk to each other, how they interact, uh, how you invoice. I mean, it's sort of like, it's, it's got all the pieces of a tiny little relationship, yes. but they get a sense of, of what you're like and, and what's important in your company as well as how the two, of, two companies will work together. Correct. Yeah, I totally agree. Very cool. Well, we are uh, almost out of time, but why, why don't we uh, let you plug your website one more time, give the name of the book, and uh, we will send people off to Amazon to go find it. Yeah, absolutely. So the book is Simplified Cybersecurity Sales for MSPs. And if you go to mspsalesrevolution.com slash book, it will show you exactly how to get to Amazon and find the book, um, getting rave reviews from vendors and MSPs alike. And my mission is to get this book in the hands of as many MSPs as I possibly can, which is why it's priced ridiculously inexpensive. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Jennifer Bleem, that you can also uh, on Amazon just look for Bleem, B L E A M, and uh, you're, you're going to pop up there. So, 100%. <laughs> Very good. Well, thanks for being with us today. And this has been yet another SMB Community Podcast.
Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.